When you've outsourced your happiness to someone or something else, they are now in control of your happiness. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Comfort Zone, the podcast that redefines personal and professional development, guiding you through change the easy way so that you can live your best life. And my name is Adam Kowalik. I am currently hosting a eight-week mindset bootcamp helping a large group of people reach their goals and achieving real transformation. Besides my mindset coaching, they are receiving some top-notch nutrition and fitness coaching by my good friend and colleague, Joseph Babar. During the last Mastermind session, we talked about the importance of leading oneself and focusing on that which is within one's own control. A natural question arose. But what about other people? Shouldn't you compromise? To which I exclaimed that I don't believe in compromises. I knew it when I said it, that we could easily spend another two hours unpacking that. And I did make an effort to help the group see where I was coming from. And more importantly, how this was relating to them on their own journey towards transformation. There was a lot more that I wanted to say on the topic. And so I thought... Why not explore the topic some more in this episode? And I'm going to do more than that today. I'm going to take you through my probably top three concepts when it comes to building a happy relationship. We'll be discussing how I don't believe in compromises, how it's not my job to make my partner happy, and the distinction between commitment and choice. But first, the views, thoughts and opinions expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views, opinions, policies or position of mankind. Like with so many other things that I say, it is a matter of nuance. I like nuances. I'm not a big fan of black or white, either or, win or lose. If you haven't yet listened to my interview and conversation with Mark Stalegrave about the danger of black and white thinking, I invite you to do that for a better understanding of the benefits of having a more nuanced perspective. So when I say that I don't believe in compromises, what I am in fact saying is that too often are you making compromises that are in fact violating your values or your needs. You know the type, when you're saying yes, but actually mean no. That kind. The situation where When you've said yes, you immediately end up regretting it and are hoping they cancel or something else happens that prevents you from having to follow through. When you have that feeling, it is your inner wisdom speaking to you. And you know it is because when you manage to get out of it, you feel a lightness, an expansiveness, a relief. The definition of a compromise according to Google is an agreement or settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. In other words, you reach an agreement in which you both give up something that you originally wanted. Herein lies the issue that makes me not advocate compromises. I'm simply not convinced that it is a sustainable strategy to work towards a scenario where something you find important has to be given up for either party, for you. When you must give up something you need, it can create a situation where you feel sad, disappointed, or perhaps even worse, 
Resentment. Feeling resentful is corrosive to a relationship, and over time, it can make it collapse in on itself. It's also a bad idea for the party whom you've made concessions for. Here, they are thinking that they won, or that they feel like you reached a compromise. And what they don't know is that you're secretly hating them now. Hate is a strong word, but at least strongly dislikes them from now on. You've most likely heard me say before that as long as there are losers, there are no winners. At least in my book, nobody likes losing. It offsets the relationship and risks damaging it. Instead, you want to look for a situation where both parties are happy with the agreement. Instead of giving something up, try coming to a common agreement that can honor both parties' needs. Well, isn't that the same as a compromise? You might ask. It depends on the feeling you're feeling when making the agreement, and you will know the difference. Remember the lightness and the expansiveness that I mentioned before. Practically, you want to try your very best to understand the other party's needs. When you better understand, you will have more compassion, patience, and possibly willingness to find a commonly beneficial solution. If you truly understood what the other party needed, and if you also understood what it would mean to them if they had to give that up or make a compromise. Only so that you could come out on top, then perhaps you wouldn't want to come out on top. It simply wouldn't seem worth it. It could hardly be called coming out on top because what you ended up with is a broken relationship or partnership. Again, nobody likes losing or having to give up on something that is important to them. When you show understanding, it's often easier for you to also get understood because you showed the way. And you showed interest in them, so now they feel more inclined to do the same for you. It's courageous and creative to make agreements instead of having expectations or being forced to give something up. When you make an agreement, both parties agree. And my definition of such an agreement is that it's stricken out of free will. By choice, agreements like that tend to last much longer since they are intrinsically motivated. They are built on an inner drive, a personal reason, and because of that, have a personal ownership. Less force, coercion, monitoring, or accountability is required, and instead, more energy can be spent on more fun stuff. When you, rather than making compromises, you can co-create agreements. You get to create outcomes that are more effective, lasting, and fun. The second thing that I said I was going to bring up today, which I'm convinced helps build a happy relationship, is how it's not your job to make your partner happy. Of course, it works the other way around as well. It's not their job to make you happy. There is a really simple way to say this, with the help of a proverb: "Who gets the credit gets the blame." This means that if someone or something Is the source of your happiness? Then, when you're not happy, that very same thing will be the reason for that too. When you've outsourced your happiness to someone or something else, they are now in control of your happiness. Most of the time, they don't know that you have delegated the responsibility of your happiness to them. And secondly, they are far too busy minding their own stuff 
to also be dedicating limited resources to your situation. It's simply not an ideal situation. Not only isn't it ideal, it's also based on a misunderstanding, a very common misunderstanding. The misconception here is that someone else is the source of your happiness. This is not the case. You are the source. It's less about having or not having it, just like with a power plant, which doesn't have energy, it generates energy. You too generate happiness. You do. You being the source. You have within you everything you need. Granted that having someone in life that you feel close to can contribute to a heightened sense of joy and happiness. They are merely acting as a catalyst for what is already inside of you. It's a tricky business, the business of making other people happy. Because even though you can be the best at what you do, people might still not be happy with what you've done. You see, it's simply not within your control whether someone is happy or not. And it can quickly become a fool's errand, taking on the responsibility of making someone else happy. Please don't make it your job to make someone else happy or outsource a job that only you can do, making yourself happy. You see, happiness is an inside job. Finally, I wanted to talk about a topic that I was asked about at the retreat that I was recently teaching at when talking about the relationship that I co-created with my partner. My partner and I often say that we choose each other and we have no obligations or demands on each other and definitely no expectations. Each day that we're together is a day we've chosen each other and we don't take that for granted. I could make a different choice any day and so could she. Would it hurt if she didn't choose me? Perhaps, most likely, and it would eventually pass. But aren't you afraid that she'd leave you or cheat on you, be with someone else? Someone might ask. Well, first of all, she can't cheat on me since she owes me nothing. She's a free individual with a free will, not my property. And secondly, a funny thing happens when the relationship is based on free will and choice. I feel even more confident in the relationship we have since it's built out of choice instead of force or obligation. I never have to second guess her motives for being or staying with me. It's a choice, only always. And I find that flattering that she would choose me still after more than 10 years. Few things feel more loving than to be accepted for who you are and to be given the space to become oneself even more. In an ideal situation, you most likely entered into your relationship having fallen in love with a person or, over time, a friendship grew into something founded in deep love for one another. At that time, you loved the person for who they were. The fact that they weren't just anyone but had become someone to you is what made you enter into some form of union. A challenge presents itself when over time you become more and more concerned with changing your partner so that they can match your expectations or demands. 
And as I am sure you're well aware of, living up to others' expectations aren't as much fun as the others might think. Think back to when you met your partner and remember the excitement of the combining of two free spirits. In the beginning, you were both separate individuals. You each had separate pasts, separate interests, or at times even separate needs. This doesn't necessarily go away simply because you enter into a relationship. You're still an individual coming together to form a relationship. And what I've come to see is that if you can still honor that individual inside of you or your partner, a relationship can grow stronger and last longer. Since no one in the relationship feels the need to liberate themselves from oppression or circumstances they aren't thriving in, choosing to stay and make a partnership becomes that much easier or even a more natural choice. You most likely fell in love with your partner as a happy, exciting and fascinating individual. So when you provide the fertile ground for them to keep growing, remaining happy, excited and fascinating, your love can only grow stronger together. They simply become a person you would keep choosing over and over again. And to them, how amazing is it to be accepted, appreciated and loved for who they are and being supported to become who they are becoming. It makes their choice to stay that much easier too. On my arm, I've tattooed the image of a birdcage with an open door, which symbolizes the metaphor of unconditional love and how when given freedom, the bird is free to return by choice instead of being kept locked in. The tattoo is an expression of my understanding of love, of the relationship that I've co-created with my partner. The question that was posed to me, and my partner actually, was about commitment. Some people need commitment and others want nothing to do with it. I mentioned that I don't think that commitments are necessary in a relationship and I'd argue if they ever are. Because just like with a compromise, you'd much rather want the other party to be or stay with you by their own volition, wouldn't you? You want it to be their choice instead of an obligation. Ask yourself, in what situation do you feel more motivated or excited? When you've chosen the activity you want, or when you're obligated to do the activity. I'm sure we're in agreement here, and I'm inviting you to see how this applies to relationships as well. Instead of relying on commitments, when you give the choice, there's less energy being spent on control or even worry. And in practical terms, instead of having unsaid expectations or spoken commitments, create mutual agreements. As I mentioned before about agreements, they are way more creative, constructive and courageous. If you have a need in your relationship, then bring the courage and creativity to a conversation and create an agreement that both are more than willing to agree to. If you can't agree, that is also fine. Ask yourself if this is important to you and if it is, then you might know what the next step is. Don't concede something that is too important to you to give up at the expense of you feeling unfairly treated or end up harboring resentment. That isn't helpful to anyone. It's not their job to make you happy. That's your job. And finally, 
being given choice and giving choice away is sexy. It's said that one of the meta values we have as humans is freedom. Among most things, we desire to be free. When you give freedom away, you become such an attractive and powerful force. Emmett Fox said, "If you could only love enough, you'd be the most powerful being in the world." Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik, and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episode by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Visit the website insidethecomfort.zone or click the link in the show notes for a chance to send me your questions and feedback as a voice message. And with your permission, if it's valuable for our listeners, your content might be featured in an upcoming episode. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker, and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you, and please keep it up. Talk more soon.